Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special game day edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and we are in Big D. Tommy D is the starting quarterback for the New York Giants at Jerry World against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if I had told you that earlier this season, you would have laughed me out of the room. If we had told Tommy DeVito that, he would have laughed us out the room. That's the reality. That's the truth. And unfortunately, that's where the Giants are from a standings perspective. Two and seven. Daniel Jones out for the season with a torn ACL. Tyrod Taylor on injured reserve with a rib cage injury. Uh, I hear a couple broken ribs. Uh, and even though Tyrod would not rule him out himself out for the season the other day when we talked to him in the locker room, uh, there still is a bit of uncertainty as to whether or not the Giants will turn this thing back over to Tyrod after the bye week when he is out for his four games for injured reserve, or even if he'll be ready to play uh, at that point. Uh, he's already missed one. The next three will be... Uh, right up until the bye week. So we will see. But it is Tommy DeVito, and the Giants are facing the largest point spread in the NFL. And according to Pro Football Reference, it is the largest point spread the Giants have ever faced. It's at 17 and a half right now, according to BetMGM. They are 17 and a half point underdogs for the fourth time this year. They are a double digit underdog at San Francisco was 10 at Miami. I believe was 13 at Buffalo was 15. And now they're at 17 and a half. Now, a lot of that comes from the idea that the Giants with their full lineup in week one lost 40 to nothing to this same Cowboys team. Uh, obviously, there were circumstances on opening night. You had a blocked field goal that really sent this season on a spiral when Andrew Thomas gets hurt on that play. And even though Graham Gano won't say it, uh, a lot of us believe that that's when he was injured on that blocked field goal that the Cowboys took back for a touchdown. Uh, it was a good first drive for the Giants, and then all of a sudden, everything went haywire. They had a false start, then they had a bad snap from the rookie John Michael Schmitz at center, uh, and then the blocked field goal, and then the 
the ceiling caved in on the Giants. So two and seven Cowboys are five and three coming off their loss in Philly. Uh, obviously, they felt as though they should have won that game, thought that there was a pass interference penalty that was not called. Uh, that brings us to the Giants in Buffalo when they were 15-point de- underdogs, as I said, with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Tommy DeVito was elevated to the backup spot, and the game ends on an untimed down at the goal line with a pass to Darren Waller, who also happens to be on injured reserve again. He went on with Taylor last week, so it's Waller and Taylor on injured reserve until after the bye. Uh, but there was no DPI call on Buffalo, even though the defender had a handful of Waller's jersey, and it's just par for the course for this Giants team in Brian Dable's second season. Everything that went right for the Giants last year has gone wrong for the Giants this year, and now they're staring at potentially a 2-8 and eight situation, and we'll see how many games this team could actually win uh, between now and the end of the season. They're sitting right now in the projected draft order for 2024 by Tankathon. They are third behind Carolina's pick, which goes to Chicago and Arizona, which gets Kyler Murray and James Conner back this weekend. So it's certainly possible that Arizona wins a couple games here. Uh, we'll see if the Giants can actually put themselves in position to win games. They've done that, but they haven't cashed in. Uh, it's been a long time. They've beaten Washington and Arizona. They will see Washington again next weekend. We'll see what the team looks like after they come through here with Dallas. So that brings us back to Tommy DeVito. If you follow this show, and obviously you do, you're all in just like we are. Uh, we've been all in on DeVito from the very beginning. He's a local kid. I covered Don Bosco for a while when I covered high schools. I knew Tommy DeVito when he was in high school. Uh, did not have the same relationship with DeVito that I had with Victor Cruz and, um, you know, Mike Adams, who's now on the Giants staff as, uh, assistant special teams coach. Uh, but, I knew Tommy DeVito through the circles, and obviously this summer we had Tommy DeVito and Tommy Sweeney on the Jersey Boys podcast. When we did that, you can go back and watch that. Uh, there is no way I thought as closely as I followed Tommy DeVito's story that he would be QB1 going into Dallas uh, in November. Uh, but that's where he is. And you got to give him credit. I know uh, I kind of got my story kind of got ESPN'd. On Saturday, uh, Jordan Renan on ESPN and I did a similar story. Mine was part of a bigger feature on Tommy DeVito in terms of Tommy living at home in Cedar Grove. This wasn't a secret. Tommy had talked about it this summer. Uh, if you remember listening to him on the podcast that we did with Sweeney, you know, he joked about getting to be home and, and being home with, you know, mom's cooking. Uh, and that was really the reality. And, um, before I start going into that whole thing, uh, I had that, I think we had four Tommy DeVito stories this week. So if you haven't read up on it, uh, look, it's, it's the best thing that the Giants have going right now. It's an interesting story. Uh, it may all fall apart tomorrow. There's no guarantees that Tommy DeVito plays well, plays poorly. Uh, there is a little bit of intrigue to see, uh, how he can operate this offense, uh, and what the Giants come up with. Obviously he has Saquon Barkley and uh, the offensive 
line to lean on, and this offensive line believes it's going to do a better job this time against Dallas. It has to because it couldn't do any worse on opening night. Uh, Andrew Thomas made a huge difference last week. Uh, just you could just see him out there. Now it didn't make a huge difference on the scoreboard, so that's always what is debatable as far as this entire group. But I'll come back, but I I promise this on social media, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I was able to get Tommy DeVito's final thoughts at his locker this week uh, when he looked ahead to what he'd be feeling on Sunday. This was our exclusive one-on-one with DeVito. Uh, So hope you enjoy it. Kind of give you a little sense of where an undrafted rookie is, where his mindset is uh, going into this game. Uh, He's the 10th rookie quarterback to get a start this year or will be so uh, i think you'll enjoy it so let's go to the interview with devito and then we'll come back and wrap up the game day preview podcast i said to somebody that for an undrafted guy you carry yourself like a first round draft pick has that always been your way and why do you think you have that confidence um yeah I've always been that way even since I was younger I've always had like confidence with me I don't know if it was the area I grew up in or the household I was brought up in but I've always just had that level of confidence in myself and um I mean it just I just try to use that to help other people as well and just let them feed off that energy and just be able to balance each other out if it was fake or phony you think that would fly with guys no, the idea is that you're no. you're, you're genuine. No, that's yeah, it works. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you can tell when people try to do so much or not be themselves. Um, I think you can actually tell quick. But yeah, I just try to be myself at all times. I think that's where I gain some respect is because no matter what scenery I'm in, I'm gonna be myself and. That's going to be that. Dave said you brought some juice to practice yesterday. Is that is that the Tommy DeVito juice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh I guess he enjoyed it. He was like, "And I want to I want to see you roll a little bit today." He was like, "I want you to be comfortable doing your thing." And I was like, all, like everything is green light and he was like everything is green light so I had everybody dancing saying and just you know just bringing good vibes and good energy out to practice just having the energy up because at the end of the day with football you want to have fun with it when you're not having fun with it it's it is no fun especially when when the situation we're in and we're not winning a whole bunch of games at the moment so just trying to bring that energy back and just get that confidence back in everybody else and go out and just have fun and play free football you've seen guys who are all style but you have to be substance in order to get to where you are right now what does the substance matter for you? How does that make sure that you can do the other things that yeah. you're counted on? That's just making sure I do my job. That's it, honestly. Like trying not to do too much because I know, I know the opportunity that's at hand in the situation with everything going on. So for me, just really embrace the opportunity that I have. Go in, do my job. Don't try to do too much. And like Tyrod always said before, um, like be yourself, be you. You're more than enough. So that's just a tidbit that I'm gonna carry with me going into this game. Do you think people realize that you you're at home and you're living at home, like teammates and stuff, until we start? Talking oh yeah, about no, it? no, no. They know. Most of them know. Some of them might not, but everybody that I'm pretty like close to talk to about, everybody knows 
yeah, right down the road. Does that speak to your humility? Do you think uh, uh, just just how how realistic you were about this opportunity to know that you didn't get too far ahead of yourself by thinking, you know, I'm getting an apartment in, in Edgewater or that kind of thing. Um, you made the decision to yeah. kind of. Yeah, I knew um, I knew how I don't want to use the word stressful, but how much it was to be, especially a rookie in the NFL. Um, you know, like the rookie year is your hardest year, it's the longest year, you get the least amount of breaks, all that that goes on. So I wanted to, you know, I have my support system here. I was like, why not just be in my house where I don't have to worry about doing little things like my laundry or making dinner or going out to get food or anything around the house. Like everything that I ever need is in Cedar Rover in New Jersey and especially in my household where that just eliminates all the little things. Everything outside of football, there is no stress. Like my family, my support group, everybody handles all of that. So all I literally have to worry about is football, myself, my teammates, and that's it. So I, it was a no-brainer for me. Last one, thinking of what it's going to be like to walk out into that atmosphere. Have you talked to anybody about what it's going to be like? I haven't exactly asked too much about the stadium. I know it's a really nice stadium. Um, have not been, but I just feel like it's going to be like a like one of those movies where it's just like, those football movies where you walk out and it's like the lights just flash on. It's like, boom, it's like, oh, I feel like always in the movies, it's always like a Dallas team where it's always trying to resemble the Cowboys in those kind of movies. But like it's just going to walk out, lights are going to be on, and it's go time. You're going to go try to find Eli's uh, signature in the locker room? Should yeah. You about that? Now that you just said it, that might be a good thing that I'm going to probably go do when I get in there, yeah. <laughs> I guess you got to earn the right to play. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go find that at some point. Appreciate it. Bro. Appreciate you. Okay. So there you have it, DeVito. Uh, we joked about the Eli Manning signature. You know, will DeVito have a signature moment in this game? You know, it's kind of lost and forgotten. So much was made the Jets game that DeVito didn't throw a pass in the second half while they were leading. You know, but had the Giants won that game, just think of what the DeVito story would be. He scored the, what would have been the game-winning touchdown on the zone read, made a good read, danced into the end zone, uh, got his first career touchdown, replacing Tyrod Taylor. Uh, so it would have been an unbelievable story for Tommy DeVito. Instead, the game turned into why didn't the Giants trust DeVito to throw the ball down the field? Um, you know, that's kind of what happens when people are grasping for straws uh, in terms of trying to find out why teams lost games. Uh, Giants had, remember, that Jets game, and I hate reminding everyone, but it was a 99.7% chance they win, regardless of what they did on that last play, whether they kick the field goal or they handed it off to Saquon to get that first down on fourth and one. Uh, they decided for the field goal. They missed it. Obviously, that led to Gano uh, and all the heat that he took and the Giants took for having him out there. He ends up on IR, ends up getting the surgery now versus later. Uh, and then obviously so much is made about not trusting DeVito to throw the football. Well, we saw him throw the football last week, made a very nice play on the Wandale Robinson touchdown. Uh, DeVito made a very interesting point this week saying that you know, the first time he threw to Darius Slayton and the Paris Campbell was in the game in Vegas when he threw in practice this week on Wednesday. It was the first time that he actually threw to them. So uh, it, it makes a difference. Will it make a difference on the on the scoreboard? We'll just have to wait and see. The Cowboys are incredibly talented. They have the Giants overmatched in several key areas. Uh, we'll see how the offensive line performs. Like I said, uh, Andrew Thomas, Justin Pugh, John Michael Schmitz, 
Ben Bredesen at right guard and then Tyree Phillips at right tackle. Evan Neal did not make the trip. He was hobbling around the locker room this week with the ankle injury, uh, then went, went into a walking boot. So um, he is going to be out for the foreseeable future. We'll see if he ends up on IR or if the Giants just carry him out there until they need a spot. Uh, Aziz Ojolari is back from the ankle injury that he had in Miami. Uh, he's been out for four weeks. He's off IR. He should play against Dallas. Um, that'll make a little bit of a difference uh, if he's healthy and can stay on the field. The Giants have not sacked Dak Prescott uh, in the last two meetings that they've seen him. Uh, they saw Cooper Rush in the game at MetLife last year. Then they saw Dak on Thanksgiving and Dak obviously in the game at MetLife on opening night. Um, the whole thing with Xavier McKinney this week, I think it is uh, Wink Martindale pretty much said everything he said on Thursday. Uh, McKinney's comments just seemed out of frustration and way off base. Uh, from people I talked to in the locker room, it did not seem like uh, the defensive players, um, not that they were against McKinney, but that they did not back up what McKinney said about miscommunication and the coaching staff not listening to what he had to say or what other players had to say. Uh, and you rarely see Wink you know, Wink is a brutally honest guy, but you rarely see him kind of show that kind of emotion. Uh, and you could tell he was really upset uh, with McKinney's comments and just where they came from. Uh, said it was one play. It was a coverage that he heard that they they uh, McKinney did not like. Uh, they ran it one time and it actually worked, according to Wink. So um, we'll see what happens. It's important to watch this defense tomorrow. How do they come out and play? Because that was the biggest difference against Vegas. They didn't play well in the first half, and they were once they were buried and Daniel Jones tore his ACL, uh, this team was going nowhere last week in Vegas. Uh, can they compete? Can this be a game where you know they're down 24-10 driving in the fourth quarter uh, to make it a one-score game? Maybe. I don't think anybody could truly expect what Tommy DeVito is going to bring to the table, and I wouldn't expect too much of Tommy DeVito uh, in terms of a passing game. Um, you know, maybe they give him you know eight to ten chances to make a play down the field, give Jalen Hyatt a shot. Um, but it's a Saquon Barkley game, and look, the Giants have to have to make plays all over the field and hope that the Cowboys are kind of hung over a little bit from their game in Philly last week uh, in order to truly have a puncher's chance in the second half of this game. But we will be back with our post-game show as always from Jerry World. It's always a great stadium to go and cover a game in. So, hope you enjoyed the Tommy DeVito interview uh, and we'll see how today's game goes and then I will be back tonight. So, as always, we appreciate you being all in. We're all in as well. I will talk to you tonight after the game. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, 
freep.com or wherever you get your podcasts.